Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We've got our review of the latest Disney remake, Mulan, available exclusively on Disney+. We are going to get you caught up on what is a very, what's been a very packed two weeks of movie news. And we are going to play a game. No Schoolyard Pick this week, a mystery game that Kirk has not yet revealed to me. We will play it at the end of the show. Let's do it. on another fabulous episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. Kirk is punching me for some reason or punching the screen. I should react. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, here we go. Ready? <laughs> oh, oh. Kirk's getting way too big of a kick out of the video thing. I, this is week two, and week one was bumpy, and this is already worse. And it's we're 10 seconds into the episode. What What if I randomly, just like you have to be on guard the whole episode, that I'm just going to randomly punch you well no i'm not doing that but while i was doing the open i did see you like acting like a gopher or something you like had your arms up (laughs) excuse me i was a cat (laughs) oh a cat and then i licked my hands my paws and then i I, (laughs) yes you know cleaned myself Well, that's good. I think that's what the people probably expected whenever we said we were going to start doing video episodes, uh, mm-hmm. which we didn't actually say. We just kind of started doing it. So here we are. Um, so yeah, this is our second attempt at a video episode. Hopefully you guys got to check out last week's episode. There was a weird audio thing that was causing a delay. Maybe this will be the same. I don't know, but I think I fixed it. So hopefully if you're listening the normal way on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Podcasts, which is new to our portfolio um hopefully there's no weird audio delay that makes you want to pull your hair out and if you're watching along on youtube great welcome welcome to uh to video episodes it's it's been a good time um we had a lot of fun last week we had a big movie review last week with tenant and i say last week i mean last episode so it was like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. we reviewed tenant that was a lot of fun um if you haven't heard our review on that you'll definitely want to go check that out i think it was I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't as cut and dry. I mean, we've been talking about that movie for a long time, so I think people are probably like, oh, man, they're going to love it. They've already prepared themselves in their mind that they're going to love it. And in, and in many ways, I think that that's – you can do that. I've done that before. But mm-hmm. I think we both came out of it with different thoughts than we thought we were going to have. So Yeah, I agree. All right. This week we have a really packed show. We have tons of news, actually, tons and tons of news to get to over these last two weeks. We're going to give you a recap of the Emmys, which were last Sunday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Just go through some of the big winners. We've got, of course, lots of Disney news, lots of Marvel news. We've got DC news. We've got Oscar news, maybe. I don't know. I'm teasing a lot of stuff right now. we got lots, lots and lots going on. And then, of course, we're going to get to our review of the latest entry into the Disney remake portfolio Mulan we paid 30 smackers for this guy (laughs) so this is hopefully money well spent on this content that we provide for free (laughs) that's right and by 30 dollars i mean 15 dollars each 
let's let's remind everybody um, we have no sponsorships. <laughs> we have That's paid right. for everything ourselves. And we have uh, open spots for ads. Uh, if you're yeah. listening to this and you have a small business or a big business, we are ready to do live reads, recorded reads, anything, anything at all. We practice them in front of the mirror um, before bed, just of fake brands. Oh, yes. Buy yes. Apple gum. Buy yes. Apple. Mm. Wait, why don't they make that? That would be delicious. They should. Oh, um, I would buy that. I've got no other brands in my mind. Yeah, me neither. Um, but <laughs> That's yes, why we that, don't have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we're really good pitchmen as well. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, $30, we split it. We did it. We did a little bit of uh, gangsterification there. We we played it a little dirty there. So, um, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, I, money doesn't grow on trees. And we're crowdsourcing our podcast, as Kirk said, and the crowd is just me and Kirk. So that's <laughs> that's that's the nature of the beast. Uh, but that'll be a fun review. I'm I'm eager to hear your thoughts, Kirk, because. You and I, I think, have an interesting track record on the Disney remakes. We've kind of had, like, opposite views on them thus far. I think the only one we've actually reviewed on this podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, is Lion King, which Mm -hmm. I think had our largest points disparity between the two of us, like, ever. Probably. What what are the other live-action ones? Like, I've never seen any of the Jungle Book remakes. I still haven't seen Aladdin. Well, we didn't do Aladdin. We had to skip Aladdin because... um, there, there was too much other stuff to review. We just didn't really get around to it. Um, and since then, I don't think there's really... Well, Lady and the Tramp, but we didn't review that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that launched with Disney+, Plus and there was tons going on at that time of the year last year. I would kill for Lady and the Tramp to be released now. <laughs> yeah, they might. Give us something to, give us something to review. Um, so, yeah, I think this will be only the second one that we've ever reviewed. Um, but there's... There's quite a few Disney remakes, so I think we'll get into that conversation at some point, especially talking about kind of like where does Mulan fall? How do we, you know, kind of like revisit that conversation of like how do we really view the Disney remakes now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, is this, a, is this a success for them? I mean, I'm sure financially it, it definitely has been outside of, you know, Mulan with it being released during COVID. But um, I just mean in terms of like strengthening their portfolio and rewatchability and things like that. I think we'll have to get into that discussion for sure. Okay. We will see. We shall see. Um, I've been watching lots of Netflix lately. Lots mm-hmm. and lots. Um, I checked out Bodyguard, which is a show that you recommended. So I overcame the, what is it? You have a term for it. What is it? Oh, you see, I forgot immediately. after Oppositional the defiance. That's, That's the what one. it is. Oppositional defiance. No, I, 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 I was in a show hole, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna do my buddy Kirk a solid. I am gonna throw him a bone and watch Bodyguard, and it was great. I loved it. Six episodes, easy peasy. I watched it all in like 24 hours, which I never do, mm-hmm. like never ever. Um, so it was really good. I watched Enola Home Holmes. I keep saying Enola Holmes. <laughs> no, Enola Holmes today. It's hard. It's hard. Um, it is a hard one to say with Millie Bobby Brown. I don't know. Are we going to review that one on the pod? Should I save my yeah. Should I save my thoughts for that? Yeah, don't share your thoughts because what's funny is I ended Mulan last night and then I almost uh-huh. immediately turned on that movie and I I withheld because it was like one a.m. So yeah, 
I was like, I probably shouldn't start this. Uh, yeah. So I, I do want to watch that one very badly. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe we, maybe we will week. review it next week. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a contender. Um, I'm all caught up on the boys. Nice. The boys. The boys on Amazon Prime Video. Um, that's a show that if you listen back, like at the beginning, it's a show that I picked up and then dropped, and I was actually like a little bit critical of it early on, just talking about like how they got a little bit obsessed with the novelty of their concept. And I still think that that holds somewhat true, but um, I decided to give it another look and they quickly won me back with great character development, really good creative writing. Um, it's just great. I think it's, I think it's turned in to a pretty mature show and season two is fantastic so far. Um, episode six of season two drops tomorrow on Amazon Prime because they're doing week to week. So yeah, um, looking forward to that. And this season two, as I understand it, has been like groundbreaking, record breaking for yes. Amazon. So massively, bravo. yeah, the, the like sh- the largest television premiere or, or the largest television show premiere of a season like ever. So yeah, um, not huge. the show that I would not the show I would expect. Um, they for sure, had a lot of great hits. And the boys is a hit. It, tons of people love it, but I just wouldn't expect that to be the one that no, spikes yeah. the chart. It's a good point, and I think that like the subject matter is one of those things. Like usually, R-rated films don't make a billion dollars. I think Joker was one of the first to kind of prove that wrong, just because it's it's ex- it excludes a certain group of people, right? Either people who don't like that kind of content, or people who can't see it because they're too young. So it is surprising. Um, but it certainly is striking a chord with people. I think people are feeling a little bit cynical these days. Uh, we kind of ebb and flow through that as a society from time to time. And this is sort of the perfect show if you're feeling a little bit cynical. Yep, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, what about you? I think you said you checked out The Devil All the Time, which is one I have not gotten around to yet. Oh, boy, yes, I did. And maybe we'll do that is one. It- I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. I'm, I mean, hey, I'm down. Is I, I based on your reaction? It sounds like it's a bit of a trip. What I've been seeing on social media, well, I haven't seen much, but I saw somebody tweet, um, "Will the Tom Holland stands ever forgive him for the devil all the time?" And I was like, "Oh my, what does that mean? Like, what I, what's going on?" I don't understand that. After seeing the film, I don't understand that statement. It doesn't make sense in my mind. Yeah, uh, I've heard it's dark with a capital D. Oh, and maybe my a capital A R K as well. One hundred percent. I have seen so many different movies and so many different genres of horror and thriller mm-hmm. and suspense. And oh my goodness, this one—it's—it's it's top of the top of the list. Um, wow! Wow! Like it's, wow, that's it's not big. like what's that movie where they where they like sew each other to each other? It's not that. Oh, movie. Human Centipede. Yeah, it's not that. It's God not- Almighty! I cannot believe you just brought that up. <laughs> Well, I just thought about what's the sickest, darkest concept out there. I haven't seen that movie, never will. But <laughs> what, I think it's like a rite of passage that, like, I don't know, for like kids my age, like everybody saw it in high school at somebody's house, and it was I've, just like you're forever have PTSD from it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I've been there. I can't do it. But I, that I it's not see. something I want to relive anytime yeah. soon. I did see that uh, that uh, Japanese horror film, um, the audition, where the girl like gets falls in love with her director and then like completely yeah. just mutilate. It's terrible. Anyway, oh, it's almost October. I mean, you know, Halloween stuff is is yeah. our station here. Devil all the time. 
it's it's a contender. So we'll see. It gives you the heebie-jeebies. Is that what you're saying? That's perfect. Just like uh, Topanga says to uh, Corey in episode, <laughs> season six, episode four of, of Boy Meets World. Did it impede your ability to sleep? That's the real question. Did it shake you? Did it shake you to your core like that? Yeah, I had a hard time falling asleep afterwards. Mm. And that stuff mm. normally, those types of movies don't. But I think what it was, a uh, little snippet here, is that it was super realistic. Ooh. And yeah. So. Yeah. So you feel like it could happen. You feel I like feel it could be. I thought it was a true world. story. Oh and, wow! But while I was watching it, <laughs> and maybe it was. Who knows? Maybe. X Files music. Cue the X Files music. Um, <laughs> no, you have my you have my attention though. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Definitely gonna check it out during the daytime yeah. with the lights on and the windows open. And I also watched the staircase, the Michael Peterson story. Oh yeah, the Michael Peterson story, man. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, I did. It was it was fascinating, and I have so many questions that will never be answered. So. Here I yeah. am trying to go through this thing called life after viewing it. Are you hashtag Team Owl on that? I actually am hashtag Team Owl. Owl theory. You are? Yeah, yeah I am too. Like, what? Why else would the feathers be in her hands and her right. hair pulled from the root? There's there's no contest to that. I know, and like the depth of the the depth of the talons and all the stuff that they go into, like yeah. it's pretty wild. I mean, the owl did it. It's tragic. It's horrifying. <laughs> it is. It is insane. Can you imagine? That's the way you go. Ugh. An owl just spears you, and then you fall down the stairs. Can you believe yeah. that? That's I, insane. Although I don't think that Michael Peterson is entirely guiltless. So creepy dude. He gives off some weird vibes for here's sure. My, here's my full theory that it's just coming to me now. The owl attacked her. And um, he was already, you know, having issues with her because he was having other relationships, as he said. And he was actually upstairs. She came to the, the stairs to try to get some help. And I think he went boop and flipped her hand off the stairwell and she went down, down, down. That's that's my theory. Owl plus my. Oh, so. combo. Mm hmm. He was like phase one owl, phase two <laughs> Michael Peterson. It was it was a one two punch. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh gosh, with the punching. I think that Michael Peterson trained the owl to attack to attack. That's a theory that I don't think has been explored enough. I know owls are like very dumb, but you know what I'm saying? Like they hey, should listen. consider that. I have seen those owls fly across six flags little the outdoor theater so many times so mm -hmm, I, I they're mm -hmm. trainable they're trainable and he's a weird enough person you, to do it i well, know that's the thing it was kind of like a gone girl situation with him where it's like man you're just kind of the worst <laughs> and so like even though this like owl theory seems pretty legit you're also just kind of the worst so <laughs> it's hard to believe you and yeah it's just all around is crazy it's the perfect storm Yep, I like your theory. I think we solved the case. <laughs> case cracked. We're <laughs> on it. Um, okay, well that's that's all well and good. Let's let's jump into what's popping because we have a ton to cover. All right. First on the list, let's talk Emmys. Kirk, let's talk Emmys. Sunday night. Last Sunday we had the Emmys. Um, 
I'll, I'll come clean. Same thing with, with last Emmys. I did not watch it all the way through, but I did catch some of it. And then I watched the rest of it on Twitter, uh, <laughs> while I watched basketball. So that's, that's how that <laughs> went down. Um, because I just really like only need to know who wins for that show. I don't need the other storylines, but I thought it was cool. The whole like virtual, I don't know. Like the the production was pretty slick. Like they did lots of like from home type stuff, and it came together. I was like, kudos to you guys. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big accomplishment. I think people overall had like pretty rave reviews for the whole thing. Did you get to catch any of the Emmys? Oh, I watched the whole thing as I yeah. always have to because I can't like put the pieces together. I got to see the whole story, how it goes down. Yeah. I what what I found most fascinating and kind of inspiring is that um celebrities are just like everyday people they're social distancing they're wearing their masks Um, sometimes they took their masks off at the wrong time like if someone won they took their mask off and then hugged someone with a mask on (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's wrong you know but then like i was like oh i'm sure i've done something like that too so it felt it felt like they were real people during this award show which was kind of fun and to see them in the same room as each other like right. the the celebrities that were coming to give awards and Jimmy was on the other side of the room and yeah, it yeah. was it was so surreal but also so fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um pretty pretty cool thing. Big storylines coming out. I think the biggest one far and away has to be Shit's Creek um which accomplished just an, an amazing feat by sweeping the entire comedy category um all of the major awards including directing, writing, all of the acting awards, um, best comedy series. I mean, just every single one for their final season. So that's that's quite an accomplishment, especially for a Canadian TV show that aired on Pop TV um, with some some actors who were, you know, no names before this. I mean, Annie Murphy. You know, they tell the story of Annie Murphy having like three dollars in her bank account and like being about to quit acting, and. Uh, you know, Dan Levy, I mean, just like a guy who created this thing, you know, with, with his dad and just created this whole universe. And, um, you know, they didn't really, I think, probably didn't think it had much of a shot. And then what they've turned it into and, and what it ended up being by the end of it. And to, to, you know, cap the show closing with all of these awards, it's really, really, really impressive. And, and kudos to everybody involved in that show. Yeah, Eugene Levy and Catherine uh, Kath- Kath- O'Hara, they, yes. they come from um, Canadian TV royalty. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, they were on a little, a little uh, show called SCTV, uh, where it was this uh, Canadian comedy sketch show, just extraordinaire. And that's where they got their legs. You saw some of the incredible movies like Best in Show come out of that, that troupe <laughs> yes, as well. Dude. And so to see them together was like such the perfect pairing. And I think there's so many people out there who don't know how clever, how well rehearsed, how skilled they are as comedians. Uh, yes. Most, mostly everyone just remembers Catherine O'Hara from Beetlejuice. So that's yeah, about and Home Alone and Home Alone, of course. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. Um, so have, having that combo it almost probably just felt like, oh, we're just doing an, another, just a long version of SCTV here. Let's do it. Let's get the gang back together. Who knows how long it'll last? And then it was extraordinary. So I'm only in season two, or no, I'm still in season one. That's how far behind I am. But yeah. the first like six episodes are 
killing it. So we'll see how it, how it goes well, from there. Yeah, I was a little surprised to hear this because um, so so Jackie and I were watching it. We're we're through season five. We're kind of waiting for the last season to drop on Netflix, though I think it's available on YouTube TV. Frankly, I got a little bit like burnt out on it because we watched it so fast. But I also felt like in season five they were sort of losing steam, like more supporting characters were getting involved. And I just really think that show's strength is with the core four Mm -hmm. um, and them being together. And so I felt like as new characters got introduced, it kind of weakened a little bit. So I'm excited to see season six because I think seasons one through four of that show are as good as like anything I've ever seen. Um, And maybe season five will be good for me on a rewatch. I think maybe I'm just watching it too much or something like that, but really impressive show. It makes me really excited for the final season because they had not really won up until this point. And then all of a sudden it's like an Emmy's clean sweep. So I'm glad that they've um, cemented their place in history on their final season. I think it's deserving of that. And I'm excited, you know, they got a big syndication deal. They're going to be on comedy central and a bunch of other networks. So um, good for those guys. It's a great story and, and something you love to see. Um, yep. Other storylines from the Emmys, HBO just dominating. <laughs> you know, this is what HBO does. Succession, which is a show that you and I are huge fans of. Um, Jeremy Strong taking home an acting award. Good for him as Kendall Roy. What a character. What yes. an absolute, what a great television character. Um, and Succession taking home the, what I thought was a really heavily contested category of best drama series and man season two that show was so good Woo! yes it was seeing jeremy strong win was everything for me at the emmys because he was so great and leading up to it you know initially when he got his nomination i'm like oh he's gonna win because it was so fresh i had like just finished it yeah and then as we near it i'm like nah you know I don't know, dude, that many people really love this show. I thought it was fantastic, and then he just gets the win, man. So, so good to hear and so good to see. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, a show that I knew was going to dominate Watchmen, you know, taking home a lot of awards and and a lot of nominations in the limited series category, including um, Best Limited Series. And Regina King, who is just an absolute monster, so, so talented, um, winning for her role as Angela. I love to see that. I know you watched Watchmen as well recently, so that was uh, yeah. that was good to see. What that show, man? I, I've I mean I've been saying it to everybody who will listen. The narrative that they pull together over the what is it like twelve episodes of that show is one of the most impressive things end to end that I have ever witnessed. I think it's just incredible. Yeah, you're so right. You know, I watched it really quickly. Did you watch it week to week? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I watched it week to week. Yeah, I watched it while I was running on my treadmill. Uh, so it was it was like this long journey. And you're you said it so perfectly. The way they the way they just wove those stories together, it felt longer than twelve episodes, but in a good way. I I felt like <laughs> right. I watched thirty episodes of a season, and they were so concise and intentional with it that it was so 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 watchable and brilliant. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it really, really good show. And then um, also on the HBO end, uh, Zendaya taking home uh, Best Acting Award, which I think was viewed as a bit of a surprise. But, I mean, we we know how good of an actor she is. Um, Euphoria is not a show that I've gotten around to watching just yet. It's been on my list. But 
this puts it pretty close to the top of that list now, knowing that she took home her first major acting award with that. So um, congrats to, to Zendaya, who's going to continue to do amazing things, who will be in Dune upcoming, and of course is MJ in the Spider-Man series. So lots of exciting things for her too. So that was really good to see. Any other takeaways, Kirk, uh, from the Emmys? Um, I don't know. Um, they, they were just, they weren't, um, I mean, obviously there wasn't any flair. There wasn't, um, yeah. they couldn't do like a big shtick. You know, that was ever since Ellen dropped, you know, did she, is she the one? Well, the selfie, the selfie, right? You know, ever and everyone's been trying yeah. to like have like a moment every season yeah. uh, of the Emmys. There wasn't that, which was fine. Like it didn't hurt anything and speeches were shorter because they were all doing it via their screen at home, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, so definitely one to remember. Um, I think it's one of those things, like there was nothing super controversial to me that came out of it, and it was just so nice to see these great shows get the accolades, you know, because every once in a while, I, at least from my perspective, the Emmys can feel a little bit like a popularity contest, kind of like the Golden Globes, and I think in a lot of ways, like, it kind of is, but at the same time, you know, I mean, this year I feel like they got it right <laughs> more often than not. So um, happy to see, you know, all of those winners, especially Shits Creek. Really, really happy for those guys. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Some other news. I'm going to go with non Disney <laughs> superhero stuff that people hear about all the time first. Mm-hmm. So um, here's here's my little Oscar nugget. So the Venice Film Festival happened. It went on. Um, I don't know how they did it, but it happened. And uh, I probably need to figure that out because I I just saw like movies were coming out of it. I was like, okay, I guess the Venice Film Festival is a thing. Um, But Nomadland starring Frances McDormand took home the Golden Lion Award, um, which is the highest film achievement at that particular festival. And by the way, the last three movies to win that award went on to be nominated for Best Picture. They are Joker, Roma, and The Shape of Water, um, the latter of which, of course, won the big award at the Oscars. So Mm -hmm. just wanted to call out Nomadland with Frances McDormand. Put it right on your Oscar watch list because there's a really good chance that that one's going to be there. All right. Um, All right, let's move into the crazy stuff. (laughs) There's lots going on. So first of all, we were talking about the boys earlier. The boys. Yes. I'm going to do that every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's involuntary. <laughs> Can we add that to the... Uh, to <laughs> add the, it to the, the soundboard. Caster. I'll just hit it. Yeah. <laughs> the boys. The boys. <laughs> yes. I'll do that right after this. Um, actually, we're, we just passed 11 p.m., so that's not happening tonight. But yes, eventually. Eventually, Kirk. It's um, so late. But speaking of the boys, Amazon, this is hot off the presses. Uh, Variety is reporting that a spinoff series of The Boys is being fast-tracked on Amazon Prime Video. And the way that this show is being described, so it'll be from the same creators of The Boys television show, um, the show is being described as, quote, half college movie and half Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like... Okay, you have my attention. <laughs> you, you, you had me at spinoff. So, so this is one to here? keep an eye on. That's, what's all, that's all we have? It's just... 
Yeah, it's, it's superhero college, I guess. Same characters, new characters, both. It's got to be new, I would think. Maybe a prequel? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's lots that we don't know. Um, the first thing that popped into my head was Sky High. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? I love Sky High. Which... Dude, I think that movie, it's it's definitely like campy galore, but I think it's actually solid. Oh, it's it's very solid. And Greg from Succession was in Sky High. Yes, you're yes. right. You're right. Cousin Greg, one of the Cousin best Greg. characters in that show, man. Oh, I was I was so sad he didn't win an Emmy. I just wanted him to win too because I just to him. see his speech because it would have been amazing. He's <laughs> yeah. he's so awesome. He's he like you talk about um, celebrities being people. He is at the top of that list. He yeah. seems like the most down to earth guy ever, and he feels like he just really is cousin Greg in real life, like straight oh, up. Yeah, absolutely. And my one of my good friends, uh, my best man at my wedding, Ryan McCain, ladies and gentlemen, just wanted to drop it. <laughs> they <laughs> are the are they person. doppelgangers? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I couldn't get a yeah. hold the night of the Emmys. I, I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, you could like make a Pokemon evolution chart out of <laughs> Ryan McCain. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cousin Greg and, and Adam Driver <laughs> just put it in a row and Adam Driver is the final form that could absolutely be a thing we should do that we'll photoshop that together just for you Ryan we'll photoshop it together I'm so ready Um, so, so there's that but yeah I mean based on that description it sounds like this is just like TVMA sky high which <laughs> has me so like that just sounds overstimulating, but also amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one to check out. We'll keep you posted. They're saying fast track. I don't know what that means. I don't know what kind of schedule that puts it on, especially with COVID, but I they're just, rocking and rolling. Maybe it's like, okay, as soon as everyone can get vaccinated, it's on. Like, yeah, we're greenlighting, we're getting everything ready, cameras getting ready, sets are being built. We're I guess you could build a lot of sets right now, probably. Sure, you could. Yeah, why not? you could a lot of times you have to wear masks when you're working with all the material and eh, whatever yeah you can work outside i mean there's lots of like construction jobs happening right now i think that's that's sort of in a similar vein so that's i think that's they're just going to be ready to go all the actors line up vaccine 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 <laughs> production <laughs> yeah production timelines are going to be cut in half whenever <laughs> this is all over yes um all right next one we're moving into marvel land disney we're moving into disney marvel land here we go. And this one is big. This could have easily led, but I wanted to save the superhero stuff for later. Deadline is reporting that Jonathan Majors of The Five Bloods and Lovecraft Country fame will be appearing in Ant-Man 3 as Kang the Conqueror. That's right, Kang the Conqueror, who, for those of you who are not familiar with the comics, is a big-time villain, massive, Thanos-level villain. Yeah. Um, I did a video on this because I am very excited about this news. You can catch it on our YouTube channel, also on Facebook, um, for those of you who didn't get to see it, basically talking about the implications, but we can go a little bit into it right now. Initial reactions are, well, I've got a million, so I'm going to try to not be scattered right here. First of all, I'm going to use a visual aid. Young Avengers got this trade right here. If you guys need to read something ahead of ant-man 3 i promise you it needs to be young avengers because that's exactly where this is going um we've already got cassie lang who is ant-man's daughter Mm -hmm. we've got kate bishop confirmed to be in the hawkeye show um and why kang fits into this is that kang is like a time traveler 
extraordinaire. He's from like the 40th or like 30 somethingth century and travels back in time. And in one of those timelines, he goes back in time to prevent himself from being attacked, which is what the event that's made him become a villain. And in that timeline, he becomes Iron Lad, who is in the Young Avengers, who is a young, technologically more technologically advanced version of Iron Man. So what you're yes. saying is that Jonathan Majors could be the character, King the Conqueror, who connects very easily the Disney Plus to the cinematic yes. world. Just he is. He is the like link. That. Wow. I, I, no doubt. I, no doubt in my mind that they're going to, you know, and, and because there's also Hulkling is in the Young Avengers, that could easily be introduced in the She-Hulk show. Oh, wow. Like, there are infinite possibilities um, that could happen, but I think we're definitely building towards the Young Avengers. Florence Pugh um, in Black Widow also sort of leads in that direction. So I think we're very quickly accelerating towards a situation where we have an adult Avengers team and a young Avengers team. And in the comics, there's even a period of time where the Avengers are out of commission. They have this big event called Avengers Disassembled. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, they go their separate ways. Like they have this big thing, they get destroyed and the young Avengers have to step up. So, I mean, this opens a ton of really exciting possibilities. And I think Jonathan Majors is an incredible actor who they are very, very lucky to have gotten for this role. That's amazing. That is really amazing. Um, my mind is blown as it always is with Marvel. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how all the pieces fit together in twenty. 29 when all the movies finally come out (laughs) right right oh man it hurts so bad it hurts so bad that's actually a really good segue into our next story which is that disney has announced a series of delays this all according to the hollywood reporter um the one that hurts the most in my personal opinion is no black widow this year and and it's getting pushed back all the way to may 7th 2021 which is like which a full is, year it's a full well, year from when it was originally supposed to come out so a full year does that mean that no one's buying mulan on disney plus because so mulan has been out for what a week on disney plus on premiere access maybe maybe two maybe two and so this news comes right after that where they have a good gauge of did it work and now Black Widow has been pushed back. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a billion-dollar movie in the theaters. So is that the case? And that's the thing, man. I, I, I think there was no scenario in which Black Widow was premiering on Disney+. Plus. I just think no matter what, they were like, this thing has to go to theaters. I thought it was going to be November or December this year, and they would stick to it. Um, but to your point, billion-dollar movie, and they don't want to leave that money on the table. I guess they, <laughs> for Disney's Plus, is like, listen, we gave you Hamilton for free. Right. So, for free. Shut up. <laughs> that's yeah. Probably, no, for real. That's probably, as I talk through this, their stance. So, yeah. Fine. Fine. Um, fine. So, that means that, first of all, it means that there's no MCU movie this calendar year. That's the first time that's happened since 2007. 2007 was the last year that we didn't have an MCU film. Think about that for a second. That is mind-blowing. Yes, it is. So 
We go full calendar year, but two months after Black Widow, we will get Shang-Chi in the okay. Ten Rings. So um, Eternals, I think, is probably going to end up getting a full year delay as well when it's all said and done, but it looks like we're going to have a situation next year where you get Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and um, Eternal sort of back to back to back. So that's that could be a really exciting scenario, assuming it plays out that way. Nothing is guaranteed, <laughs> as we as we well know. Right. Um, West Side Story also gets just flat out delayed a full year, from December this year to December next year. Just, Ouch. Yeah, just and that movie's had all kinds of problems getting off the ground anyway. So that really hurts. Now Disney is keeping a few on the docket for this year. They don't want to fully give up on the theater releases. So soul will still release during that Thanksgiving window as originally scheduled. Um, Disney and Pixar soul starring Jamie Foxx and um, the Agatha Christie adaptation death on the Nile is going to release during the uh, Christmas window. So I think December 18th is when that one is coming out. So we will still get a couple of films and considering how late we are in the game, I'll bet those ones stick. Um, I really want Soul to be successful because I think it looks good, and I don't want it to be... Well, let me just say this. I don't want it to not be successful because of COVID. Um, right. That would be a huge bummer. And that already happened to Onward, which I thought was a really, really good movie. Um, so I would hate to see that happen to another another Pixar film. Absolutely. But yeah, lots of delays. But on the good news side of the business, we got a WandaVision trailer so wandavision is the scarlet witch vision series that is coming to disney plus we got the trailer during the emmys and if you go to disney plus and search wandavision it says coming december 2020 so it has been confirmed for this year kirk what did you think of this trailer this trailer was so spectacular in its style in its rhythm in its confusion in its marketing and i want to watch every bit of it there's a moment when they're in black and white and i swear that elizabeth olsen probably watched like 100 hours of lucille ball before she (laughs) filmed that scene because she was perfect yeah she was perfect uh acting that out so i don't know why that's all happening I don't know if uh, if um, uh, Scarlet Witch is strapped to some sort of machine and she's like being projecting all these different things. I don't know what's happening, and I want to see it all. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it looks exciting. I think I'll do more visual aids for you here. Um, <laughs> here's a little book called The House of M. It's another trade paperback um, comic book you can get, or you, you can maybe buy single issues, but they're probably expensive. But um, this is another Marvel event that feels like it was a little bit teased in the WandaVision trailer to me and could, as you saw on the cover of that, um, lots of X-Men characters. We could see WandaVision as a way to start introducing the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which would be very interesting. And maybe bring the new mutants back in through WandaVision. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? No, they're going to like kill the new mutants with fire. <laughs> they're going to like make sure that nobody remembers that that is a thing. Kang, is, Kang the Conqueror is going to get his own <laughs> spinoff film. <laughs> and in beat one, he's going to murder all of them. Yeah, that's going to be like the first 10 seconds of that, of that, <laughs> that movie. Oh, man. Yeah, so WandaVision looks really interesting. I think... Th- there have been theories that 
this movie will play into the new Doctor Strange film, the Multiverse of Madness. Right, right. Because um, we're expecting Scarlet Witch to play a role there. I'm just excited for Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. I mean, this is like, that's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait to see how they pull that off. I definitely think, to your point, Kirk, that there is there is probably a lot of this that's happening within Scarlet Witch's mind. You know, yeah. sort of like manifesting vision back to life, <laughs> you know, after he was killed by Thanos. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, what? So, yeah, <laughs> I know. Just drop that bomb on you. Um, so, I yeah, I definitely th- drink all over oh, gosh. everything. <laughs> that would have been tragic. What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think that there's going to be some weirdness. I'm glad that they left it pretty vague in the trailer, but they definitely showed me enough as if I wasn't already going to watch it. They showed me enough to get me very, very excited. Let's just say that. For sure. Okay. Next up on the MCU TV series uh, circuit, She-Hulk. We have our She-Hulk, Kirk. Emmy Award winner Tatiana Maslany, who you know got rave reviews for her performance in Orphan Black and you know is definitely an up-and-coming, or I mean seasoned veteran but also just a huge talent you know emmy award winner so we've got our she hulk and also interesting news here cat coiro hopefully i'm pronouncing that right is joining she hulk as the executive producer and she has directed so she's going to be directing some episodes she's going to be eping the show her background is stacked she's worked on always sunny brooklyn 99 dead to me um tons of amazing television shows so Maybe a little bit of a comedic touch to this show. I don't know. There's always a little bit of that with Marvel, but we've got our She-Hulk, and that one seems to be well underway. Now, have, did you ever watch Orphan Black? No, I haven't gotten a chance to. Me neither. And I'm scrolling through Tatiana's uh, IMDb page right this very moment. She has over 70 acting credits. Yeah, she's a baller. That's insane. Like, bravo. Um, I was yeah. a little upset, like everyone else, uh, that Allison Bree did not win the ticket to She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah, Love that, was a, that was a big-time fan casting, and that would have been pretty slick. But uh, I trust them. I, I trust Marvel with my life. Uh, so Yeah, and I like to see, like, I like to see them bring in people who maybe we weren't expecting like I I like to see them do stuff that we weren't that like people didn't predict that's it's fun that way I mean Chris Evans boom done no one expected that to work out and and everybody's got terrible hot takes on the Chris Evans front everybody (laughs) if you just like went back to 2009 and got all the Avengers hot takes you you could bury everybody myself (laughs) included like what Mark Ruffalo Chris Evans this is horrible like everybody had that take and now it's like he's the dude (laughs) you know like everybody he's universally beloved yes so i i think it's um exciting makes me want to go back and watch orphan black now to get like warmed up for she hulk i probably have a lot of time again 2050 i think that show is coming out so (laughs) 2050 yeah let's book it i think it'll definitely be out by then (laughs) So we'll <laughs> Barring see. some sort of apocalyptic world-ending event, so yeah. um, which is definitely on the table. <laughs> yeah, definitely on the table. No, no options are off the table there. I mean, new, um, new crazy crap happens every day. Every day. Every, every day. day. Yeah. Most recently, here's my random story for you. This is only crazy in my world, and it's not even that crazy. I'm gonna. Yeah. Here, here's what happened to me. 
Overstock sent me an entertainment center that I did not order. I got a UP, I got a UPS <laughs> notification that an entertainment center was coming to my house. And I was like, I called them, called Overstock. I was like, yo, I didn't order this. And get this, they were like, listen, we can't help you. You're, <laughs> you're going to have to work with UPS to get rid of this thing. And so I called UPS and I said, hey, I would like to refuse delivery of this thing that I was just notified is coming to my house tomorrow. It weighs like 200 pounds and I don't want it on my porch. And UPS, I kid you not, UPS said, you will have to physically talk to the driver when they arrive at your home. We cannot in our system refuse the delivery. What? Is that the most insane thing you've ever heard? So you're sitting at home that day. Yes. Just like watching the camera. Like, so yeah, I told the UPS person, I told the UPS person, I said, this is insane to me because what's going to happen is I'm going to tell this guy not to drop it off and he's going to go enter it into a computer that says <laughs> I refuse the delivery. So why can't you just do that? I know you're sitting at a computer right now. And right. She was like, what? that's not how this works. I was like, well, that's how it should work. How? How in the entire UPS organization yes. has no one figured that out? That makes no sense. I know. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So then so. <laughs> the saga continues. So yes, as you alluded to, I am, first of all, already obsessed with watching my doorbell camera all day. I'd never had a doorbell camera until this year, and I don't know how to explain the effect that it has on me, <laughs> but I freaking love, I don't even know if I love it. I just am drawn to it. I'm always looking out there like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. It's just like weird human curiosity. It's just such a bizarre thing. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I watched my uh, doorbell camera for like eight hours on Saturday. And sure enough, he shows up while I'm watching Deer Hunter for the blog. Yep. And <laughs> I run out there and I'm like, I don't want this thing. He was like, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> on Monday, on Monday, Kirk, it continues on Monday. It, they dropped it off on my porch. I kid you not. They dropped it off on my porch. I looked in the ring doorbell and what? there was a, two giant boxes on my door. Okay, so did you catch the driver or did they drive away? No, they were gone. You missed them. What, what happened after that? So then I call UPS and I get the same person. What? That's and I said, of. I said, uh, well, you're not going to believe this. But the package that I waited all day to refuse on Saturday is now on my porch, and it weighs 200 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, you guys need to come get this. And if it's stolen off my porch, I don't care. Like, right. I would actually prefer that at this point. <laughs> and she was like, okay, we'll send somebody back. And so they, they came and picked it up. For all I know, it'll be back at my house tomorrow. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's insane. It's chaos. That is so nuts. My only my only qualm is that, you know, was it nice? Like, could I have taken so it? So here's or? the thing. I checked it out. It would not fit my television. Oh, gotcha. That's what I was bummed about. Because yeah, I was like, listen, they just sent me a $500 entertainment center, and they have no tracking on it. I could yeah. just keep it. Right. And I probably should have <laughs> just Facebook marketplaced it, but I didn't want to bring it into my house because it was ginormous. And I was like, what if I can't sell it? Or Works like, what up. if Overstock... What if Overstock's like, hey, you kept this thing. We're charging you $500. I don't know. I was just like, I was just, I couldn't, yeah, that'd I couldn't be my pull big, the trigger. That'd be my biggest fear too. It's like, hey, it was your fault, but you know, like you knew it wasn't yours. So right. 
Right. Oh, what a nightmare. It was a literal nightmare. a literal nightmare. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm that's, talking about, dude. That is like, you know, like really dumb stress dreams that you get sometimes. Yes. Like, Why could I not sleep? Why did I have that anxiety? That would be one <laughs> that's of That's it. It's yes, so that is dumb. totally it. And you actually had to live through it. Like I did. I lived it. It was all too real, Kirk. It was all well, too real. You need to let us know if that freaking thing comes back to you because I want to If it see comes it. back, I'm putting it on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> 10 minutes later. <laughs> Say, first come, first serve, 200 bucks, mystery box. You, <laughs> you don't get to see what's in it. You just have to come pick it up. Oh I think people gosh. would be enticed by that. I think they'd be like, oh, Ooh, mystery box. Absolutely. You grab a friend. You're like, hey, can you like put 100 in this? I'll put 100 in this. I just want to see what happens, you know? <laughs> let's just see what let's just see what goes down. <laughs> oh, man. What a trip. What a trip that was. But, yeah, so there's that story for no reason at all other than <laughs> to say that 2020 is the worst and not just in for macro reasons but for small, tiny, micro things that are happening Yes. as well. So there you go. Where where were we? Oh, okay. Uh, Last Disney Plus news. We okay. were talking about She-Hulk, but I got one more for you. Okay, I'm gonna eat uh, chocolate we gotta, pretzel since we get, we're um we're really <laughs> focused here. You're eating chocolate pretzels. Okay, good. We're we're locked in. Mm, um, yes, and I hate it. Please, <laughs> you know that I hate this. <laughs> Kirk loves to make like mouth sounds into the mic, and it makes me want to dry heave pretty much every time. Whether it be crunching or like slurping or like weird things. That was delicious. This is what I have to deal with. Okay. Move on. Move on with our show. No big deal. We got the Mandalorian season two trailer. React to it. What are your thoughts? <laughs> it sounded like you were like ordering me. React yes. to it. React to it right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that the overall feeling I got from the trailer was as if they made a flip book of the pictures they gave us the week before. It was, <laughs> it was the same They're like, thing. and now with motion. <laughs> yes. It really was the same thing. Um, I, I really, what I would have wished would be like, wh- what was the left hook where yeah. it was like, oh, look, Luke Skywalker's over in that corner and he's going to walk <laughs> this way for two seconds. Or, uh, or Yoda would come in and say, mm, child, you are of mine, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And none of that happened. And so I was like, all right, it looks clean, looks like it should, but yeah, it looks like it should. The music's good. You know, we got Mando saying, this is the way a couple of times we got, you know, th- they played their hits. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I'm still excited for it, but it didn't really, um, it didn't really make me like text you immediately. That's that's how, yeah. That's the um, uh, the the what what am I looking for? The uh, the stakes. benchmark. Benchmark. That's the benchmark. Dude, is, am can I we talk about texting? one of the best trailers ever? Let's see if we agree on this. Was the Rise of Skywalker trailer? That trailer was top notch. Out of this world. It was like the like that trailer was better than the whole movie, and it's not it's not close. Like that that trailer was so good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like that should be what they do for every trailer. Like make it that good, please. Mm-hmm. And the Mandalorian should have done that. But what's interesting, we talked about this with the photos too. Like they're playing things pretty close to the chat, like to the to the vest here. Like they're not showing us any of their cards. You know, mm-hmm. what I, you know what I'm saying? Like. They so they mentioned the Jedi in this trailer, which I think is the only thing that really like sticks out. But we knew this was coming, right? Because we have the Ahsoka Tano 
casting news. So we know there's going to be at least one Jedi in this series. Um, but they don't show us anything. They don't show us anything. We know that Mando is now like traveling across the galaxy to find the Jedi, who they're calling wizards, which I love. That feels like very Star Wars lore, you know? Um, but that's about it. So, I mean, we, have, we haven't seen a ton from this show yet. Yeah, even a one lightsaber with a mysterious figure just a sound effect. in the dark. Oh, like at the very end, like Mandalorian coming this day. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. That would do it for me. I'd be like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And the Emperor laughing one more time. Just, yeah. just really get that. And you're like, oh, God, how is, he, <laughs> how is this possible? But this will. this is the thing, though, that I keep coming back to. Like... How in this show are they going to explain that like Ahsoka Tano was around, but never appears in the sequels? Nope. And you know, are there other Jedi? Presumably, other Jedi that are around that never appear in the sequels. Like, how are they going to loop that without just killing all of them? Which I hope they don't do, because that would suck. Yeah, I think uh, I think we might be heading toward a Jedi genocide here. So. Oh no, no! It'll be episode two. It'll be episode three all over again. Order sixty six. Uh, that would be brutal. That would be so brutal. But it, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm perhaps again, like I said last time, more excited because they're playing it so cloak and dagger. Makes me mm. feel like they got something in store for us. Indeed. All right, last bit of news. This is not on the Disney side, but still in the realm of superheroes. Joaquin Phoenix offered $50 million for two Joker sequels. Bit surprising. This is coming from comicbook.com. How do we feel about this news, Kirk? I feel like... I don't know why you would want to see two more movies like that or how it would even be possible to have two more tales to tell that are anywhere close to the caliber of the first one with him and Robert yeah. De Niro and Zazzy Beats. Um, but Zazzy I, Beats! <laughs> my favorite my favorite celebrity name. Uh, <laughs> but I, I totally could see him if he wanted to roll and be the new Joker for for other films, you know, yeah. rolling with, with Robert Pattinson and his version of Batman. But I, I hope this is just fake news. It's just, it's so silly. It's so strange. I, I feel like that that jo- that first Joker movie really should be a standalone film. I feel like the message that they were trying to drive home in that movie is really a one-shot and that they delivered it effectively. And that movie's highly interpretive, so some people take it different ways you know some people as a tale of masculinity some people see it as a tale of mental health some people see it as a tale of you know like be kind you know like there's all kinds of different interpretive it's it's you know in my opinion a great movie and so elicits all sides all types of interpretation but i think what it doesn't really emit is like franchise <laughs> you no. know like the way that that thing comes together and ends it's just like a it's like an art house super villain movie and i mean super i use that term lightly but it's you know it's an like an art house comic book movie that's really kind of one and done and serves its purpose you know there is this fascination of right now and there there are there always has been but obviously with the success of marvel to do a film 
strictly from the villain's perspective. Yeah. And when you do 30 of them, eh, does it lose its power? Yeah, kind of. Um, sure. Joker is the blueprint for this now. Honestly, it's the one that's been done the best. And if you do 30 and then you have sequels off of those 30, like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be thrilled to see it. It's not going to be good. Like, we're already getting no. Venom 2. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this Joker movie, like we've said it, it's disturbing. Like, you can watch it multiple times, but it's not like, it's not like. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? What it's like comes next? You know? <laughs> I know. Like, you're not exactly clamoring for that. Um, nah. So it's odd. I, it feels like a money grab, and I hate that. And that's, like, so DC. They do this from time to time, and I feel like they're on the right path. And Joker was, like, kind of a good sign that they are on the right path. But getting, you know, dollar signs in their eyes, trying to get more money out of this thing that feels like a one-shot, in my opinion – is a bad sign. So I hope that, and Joaquin, I don't know, doesn't feel like the franchise guy to me. I know that he um, kind of toyed with the idea of like being in Marvel movies in the past as well, but I just don't see him as that guy. I don't see him playing the same character over and over and over again. That's just like, he is an, you know, he's an artist. He really is. And he, in the most like self-important <laughs> way possible and i don't mean that to demean him but i just mean like he takes it very seriously and he really wants to like put art out into the world so i can't see him viewing a three movie joker series as as that so i don't know we'll see what yeah. happens Hopefully 50 million dollars would be nice though be super nice and i mean after a year of no work who knows what what these actors yeah. will agree to but i hope he passes i really hope he just says <laughs> i'm good man Let's see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys posted on that. So that's all we've got for movie news this week. That's all that's popping at the moment, but I'm sure there will be more. So as always, keep posted on social media. We've got all this stuff for you there and more. There are lots of stories that don't make the cut week to week, so you can always catch everything that's happening as soon as it's happening on our social media pages. All right. Let's review this movie, Kirk. We got Mulan. This is huge. Don't punch me. You're going to punch your uh, light off the top of your computer and I'm going to laugh. That would be tragic. <laughs> no, so we've got Mulan this week. This is a big time Disney remake. This is a big time movie. People love Mulan. It has probably one of the largest followings of any Disney movie ever. I think, you know, that, that generation like right behind us, Kirk, is obsessed with this movie. And I mean like right behind us, like a couple of years younger, um, Mulan was huge. I mean, it was huge whenever I was younger too, but I just really think it's like Lion King status for some slightly younger people. So this was a big yeah. one for sure. This was one I, I would even watch on, on a replay. Yeah. I'm three, I'm three years older than you. And I was like, yeah, I'll throw Mulan on. Why not? And you know, my oh, sister yeah. is three years older than me and she wasn't replaying that. I was the one like, Let's throw yeah. Mulan on. It's got some sick tracks. It's got some great action, great story. So, yeah. It's uh, a, it's a great movie. So this was definitely a really anticipated, I think. People were curious about this one. So let's uh, let's go through it. I think I'm on synopsis this week. Does that sound right to you? You are. I, I hope you know how to do it. You only have two, three movies, really. Mulan 2, Mulan, <laughs> and Mulan live action. So I hope you can get this right without oh, spoiling. Oh, man, Mulan 2. I, I have to admit, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, I have no, no desire to watch that whatsoever. 
Yeah. So I'll keep it short for you guys. Mulan is the tale of a female warrior who poses as a male warrior to keep her dad from going to war. Um, so instead of being um, Hua Mulan, she poses as Hua Jun and joins the Imperial Army to fight off... Um, what are they called in this movie? The Roran, the Roran yeah, invaders, the, Roran. the northern, the northern invaders, who mm. are the equivalent of the Huns from the first movie. Um, and she, a little bit of a different flavor in this movie. Um, they have this entity of chi, which is sort of like a um, an enlightenment that people have, and that pe- some people are more in touch with their chi than others. It's almost like the force, and allows them to be. Uh, it's it's a gift and allows you to really like excel in terms of like being a warrior and you know those who are like truest of heart have unlocked their chi and Mulan's been like really gifted with this from really day one since she was a child but because she's a, uh, a female she can't you know use it in battle and so she has to pose as a man and so that's kind of where this story starts you guys probably know how it ends um, but we will dive into it because this movie does have some some pretty key differences from the original film no music you know i mean meaning no no singing no songs right um <clears throat> no real comedic flair to it it's a lot more of a dramatic retelling and some different characters uh so it's interesting but we'll get into our review and we'll see where we land i am starting it off with the oscar goes to and my Oscar is going to Mulan herself, Ife Liu, who plays Mulan, a Chinese actress. Um, I thought she was very good. She didn't have like as much dialogue <laughs> as you would think for a lead character in the movie. She did a lot of talking um, with body language and physical acting, but she had really good timing, I thought, and did a really good job of like taking a taking control of a moment and making it as impactful as possible De- you know waiting to deliver lines and driving it home with body language and with her facial expressions and she really did command this movie i thought she was a great choice for for mulan she um really fit well into that warrior mold she had like the, she had like that look in her eye of like you, you really believe that she was you know, like a warrior princess, like, like this, you know, someone who could get the job done. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty cool for somebody who's just an actor. Like you have to create that, you know, she's not actually a warrior in real life. So she, she had to come up with that. And, um, it was really impressive. I thought she did a good job and anchored the movie, um, which was, you know, she's the lead. So that's her job. And she did it very, very well. Yeah, it's always difficult when you are the not only the not only the protagonist, not only the lead character, but you're also the title character. Like your name is yeah. Mulan, the, the movie titular is Mulan. role. You better do it right. You know, much like all of our Marvel friends, like they were uh, the the title of the movie is their superhero name. So yeah, you gotta pick you gotta pick the right person, and that's why I also picked. Uh, her, I cannot pronounce her name. I'm so so sorry. Ife Lu. Ife Yeah, she was she was great. She she really constructed all the different facets of Mulan very 
very carefully at you know when she had to be a daughter she was a daughter she was angsty when she had to be a sister they give her a sister in in this version in the live action yeah. and you you th- you would have thought that that was her real life sister like the the jokes they told the way they interacted it was so sweet and playful um when she was a woman pretending to be a man um very there were some comedic parts in there but there were also some struggles and kind of annoyance at times too and uh, then her her full-on uh passion of being a warrior and 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 fighting the 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 bad guys you know in this movie i, I think she just constructed all of that so carefully which is why it was such an easy answer to pick her as well yeah Definitely. I, I agree with all of the above there. Um, scene stealer. I almost said showstopper. We're not there yet. Scene stealer. I am so excited to announce my scene stealer. This is a guy who I love dearly. You may not know this, Kirk, but I really like Kung Fu movies. I, I went through a period of time where I watched a bunch of them and Donnie Yen, that's my guy. And yeah. Donnie Yen plays commander tongue in this um, in this adaptation of Mulan gets lots of screen time, gets lots of good dialogue. Um, we get to really see his acting chops actually in rogue one. He was mm. the, the blind, like force sensitive guy. Who's like, I am one with the force. The force is with me. He kept <laughs> yes. saying that over and over again. Um, you know, I knew, I know Donnie Yen from the Ip man series of films, which is, you know, in my opinion, the greatest series of Kung Fu movies ever and he is so fantastic. When he came on the screen, I didn't even realize he was on this cast list. I was just like, yes, Donnie Yen. Um, hot take, I think he's the best martial arts movie guy ever. Better than Bruce oh. Lee, better than Jackie Chan. I think he just, you know, he didn't get as much popularity as those guys, but his movies are, you know, second to none. He, you know, the Ip, the Ip Man movies are just so, so great. Um he was such a good actor in this movie, though, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was really responsible. His dialogue was supposed to be really profound and have a very profound impact on Mulan's life. And I think... So, this will kind of go into my director's shoes a little bit, but, like, the writing was a little bit underdeveloped in this movie. I felt like they, they kind of phoned it in at times on the writing. And so I, I do think that Donnie Yen had a um, a tough role to kind of like be this profound guiding force for Mulan without being cheesy. And um, I think he actually walked that tightrope pretty well and, you know, made it so that at times he's like even making callbacks to the previous, to the to the original film and, and doing so in a way that it sounds really natural and doesn't sound like, you see what I did there? You know what I mean? Like he's not like milking it so i thought you know the writing put him in a position where he had to make sure he was really really acting um and he he was a savvy vet he just he took care of business and he was so good so donnie yeah is my scene stealer yeah that man can command a any scene because um he could kill you at any moment is is really what it comes down to that's Um, right with one hand like he could probably probably like flick you or i mean definitely he could punch you <laughs> just like you're, you're still punching punch. no. we're, we're an hour into this no i'm Fine. not flinching anyways you're not sincere. donnie yen well i could be with 30 years of training my <laughs> scene stealer is i don't know how to pronounce his name yasan on maybe okay 
So Yasan An plays uh, a character named Hong Hui, and yeah. he is in the brigade uh, of uh, of the of the of the Emperor's squad that's going to fight the Huns, uh, the Roran rather, uh, the bad guys. I'm just going to say bad guys. And so he initially meets Mulan as when Mulan is pretending to be a son. And they they become friends throughout, as you as you would imagine. Uh, he's the he's the love interest, so no Donny Osmond pretending to be an Asian man. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this right. Mulan, and I don't know. He he does he he was really what captured my attention. Um, he was really down to earth at times, and he was very. Um, uh, logical uh, with, with with he he sorted his feelings. He's like, I'm a warrior. Oh, you're mad at me? That's okay. Be mad at me. I'm going to be a warrior. I'm going to have your back. You have mine. And there's something about you that's different. I might like you, but wait a second. You're a dude. You know, so there's all all these sorts of feelings that, that are going on and he, he kind of, he shows them all very well and he plays with them very well. So, yeah, Yusan An playing Hang Hui. Yeah, lots of charm. Charm, you know, just, just yes. really like MH charm. Uh, yeah, very real, like you said. I, th- I thought he was great too, and was definitely like sort of my runner up, um, in terms of the acting awards. So I think that's a good call. Glad we're highlighting that performance for sure. Yes, um, let's move on to showstoppers. So, going back to the kung fu movie things, I mean, I mean, I think that my my showstopper is something that I just was not expecting, which was just how much of an homage this movie really is to um, Chinese cinema and, and, and Asian cinema and, and especially the genre of martial arts films and the way that they did it. If you're not familiar with the genre, you would be like, wow, that looks really bad and cheesy. But th- that is that fighting style and looking like you're floating through the air and having all of these different hand-to-hand combat styles, like that is a genre of film that it's a time-honored tradition and something that is very important to the culture. And so it was really cool. Like you expect this movie to honor ancient Chinese culture, hopefully. I'm not super familiar with ancient Chinese culture, but I hope that this movie lived up to that aspect of it. But I was not expecting it to go back to the Chinese cinema roots with the martial arts films and i loved it man every fight scene i was like this is awesome this this reminds me of all of those great kung fu films the slow motion the you know doing backflips on seemingly thin air like doing tricks on wires that you can't see like that stuff all delivered for me and i and i think that that stuff like I said, if you're not familiar with the genre, it could be a little bit polarizing. You'd be like, that's preposterous. But I mean, this was this was like a Bruce Lee movie. Like this looked like those fighting sequence really looked like that. And 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 I totally dug that. So um, that was a showstopper for me. That was something that just kept me engaged the whole time was waiting for the next big fight scene. Yeah. I was also enamored with the with the combat scenes. If Donnie Yip is on your uh, cast, you can bet he's going to be the stage combat captain as well. I don't know that he was for <laughs> yeah. sure, but most likely, right? So yeah. it was it was really really well done. Um, it had surprise. You know, you, uh, sometimes you see movies with when there's again combat where they're, where they're fighting hand to hand, and you're like. Okay, well, they tried, and this one was very well choreographed and executed well, so I hear you on that all the way. My showstopper has got to be the training camp montage because yeah, this is just embedded in your brain 
be a man from the original. And this whole movie is about this whole film is about transformation. Um, we have Mulan who is again, a, all the different facets. She's a daughter. She is a sister. She is a warrior. She is a woman. She is a woman trying to fit in, in the realms of uh, men's rules at that time. Right. And of today's time. And so what we see here in this transformation was even more well done than the cartoon as we see her fight and struggle and climb and really just own it once she gets there. So it, it was a little bit of a harder montage for her in this one. And I really just love the way that played out. And uh, that that stretch of the film, I was like, this, this is why they did this movie, because someone had a vision to make this sequence of events happen. So that that really rung well with me. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I think that that's, to your point, man, the be a man scene from the original is one of the great Disney scenes of all time. One of the great montages set to music, you know, that we've seen in Disney animated films. So this had a lot to live up to. And of course they were going to do it different. You know, they obviously don't have, you know, a big musical number, but they worked with what they had and they did a great job. I, I love that call out. I think that's really astute. I think that's a good one, Kirk. Thank you. All right, director shoes. Um, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but I just think that they could have. I just think that there could have been a little bit more care in constructing this narrative. It felt very corporate to me, to be honest with you. Just like Disney being like, "Well, we have to do this remake. Let's play it safe." <laughs> you know, like we can get a little bit weird with the with the martial arts stuff, but let's not get too weird and let's not get too crazy with our um, you know, with our narrative, but I just felt like from a dialogue perspective, it just really fell short a lot of the time. I just wanted them to go farther. I wanted this to feel dramatic and epic and, and at times it did, but at times it didn't. And, and so that to me is kind of, I'm left wanting. I'm just like, man, commit to, commit to making something new. You know, you're, you're making a remake, like really commit to, telling the story and doing it in a way that's the best that you possibly can. Don't just like, you know, don't throw in these predictable, you know, storylines that we've seen and, and predictable uh, tools that people have been using in movies for a long time. Like, like give us something here and give us a narrative that is compelling and dialogue that's rich. And, and, and I just didn't feel like we had that consistently throughout. So that's really the main area that this movie falls short for me. I think otherwise it checks a lot of boxes and I'm sure I'll go into it more whenever I give my overall thoughts on the movie, but I'm just like, man, you guys could have done a really, really good job. I think you did a good job, but I think you could have done a really, really good job here. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, I have a lot of gripes with Mulan yeah. live action. Let's hear um, it. You often say, why make this movie? Why, why convert it from cartoon to live action? What's the point? What do you have to say? And that that resonated with me hard during this one. Um, you said that it was careful. You said that that it didn't take the take the big risks. They played it safe. It was filmed and created through that Disney lens yeah. and the trailer made it seem like it wasn't. And that's where the dupe was. You know exactly what you're going to get the first action sequence of this film. Uh, albeit it was good, but it was 
very Disney, and I feel like there's a big mistake there. This movie should have been at least PG-13. This movie mm-hmm. should have had um, the characters speaking in true Chinese language. I don't think there was a single Chinese uh, word spoken in the Chinese language in this film. Maybe I'm wrong, but there there could have been. There were so many opportunities to make. Uh, to to pay an homage to make it more real because of that. Again, this movie was about transformation, but what I was so frustrated with is that in this version of Mulan, they had to essentially give her superpowers to accomplish the <laughs> same goal as cartoon Mulan did. And it was like, mm-hmm. wait a second, in a year, in a year and several years of, of momentum of female empowerment. Why are we diminishing what what story was already told that was told well into saying, okay, yeah, you can you can do all these things, but uh, hey, we're gonna throw yeah. in a superpower, so no one has to, uh, th- no one's gonna disbelieve wh- how when someone a full army of men uh, reacts to you in, in such a, a positive way after you duped them for a couple of months, you know, pretending to be a dude. I just think that there was a fundamental flaw with that when when other parts of of Mulan's full storyline of transformation was so so fluid and so well that that one really bothered me and then there was no ensemble so maybe that's why because it was solely the Mulan show but in in the cartoon in the 90s it was a whole team and they were friends and they built each other up yeah they played they messed with each other they knocked each other down but then ultimately they came to an understanding of each other so the ensemble was down um, they tried to insert some of the song lyrics into the regular dialogue. You mentioned the dialogue <laughs> fell short, and I was cringing with yeah. all of my being. I was like, "No, why would they do that? No, no, no!" Um, at times, it felt like they were just trying to get to the next song without trying to make you feel like the 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 song was missing, but it was so apparent. And then the last thing I have here—it's a long laundry list—but after I watched the movie and I looked up the cast list. Jet Lee played the emperor, which blew my mind. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> and when he spoke, it felt like a spaghetti western is what I was watching. Like someone had dubbed over his actual dialogue, um, which maybe they did. I don't know. Because <laughs> historically, Jet Li has not been the best um, uh, best bilingual you know, into English speaker, which is fine. Who cares? You know, he could kick my butt any day. But anyways, I rest my case. Um, the, the, the jury, it is up to you to determine guilty <laughs> or not guilty. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's all valid. I, I, I really do. I think that's all valid. I think, you know, I, I think we both agree that Corporate Disney was definitely at play here. You know, they, they they clearly had a hand in saying, hey, we want to make this movie and here are the things that you can mess with. Here are the things that you're not going to mess with. Here are the things that need to go a certain way. And unfortunately, it was the narrative and the dialogue and, and the approach that was and very corporate. And the chi. Like, why? Know. You know, like. The chi could have worked. It could the have. The chi the chi could have worked and it almost seemed like it was going to, but they sort of botched the execution of it to where it, it ends up where exactly what you said, like, Oh, so Mulan can only, you know, be a warrior because she has this. And so it's not just like 
women have something to offer. It's like super women have something to <laughs> offer and the rest can stay at home. Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, that's fine. If there are, uh, you know, we, we have, we have Captain Marvel, we have uh, wonder woman, we have a whole assortment of yeah. super women out there. And this one is not that. And they tried to make it that. And uh, yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, it was an odd choice. Um, so, so we'll we'll transition into final thoughts. I, I mean, I think overall for me, this movie has more to offer than your typical Disney remake. And maybe I shouldn't factor that into my review, but I do because again, it comes back to what you said, Kirk. Like, why are we remaking this movie? And that has to be the question that you ask every time that there's a remake. What are we doing? Is there a reason to do this update? Do you have a different story to tell? I've said from the beginning, you know, when this movie first you know, was announced that this movie had the best chance of really succeeding as a remake because it lends itself to that dramatic retelling. It has the action. It has the hardcore plot line with really good character development. It really does lend itself to a dramatic retelling with no music. Um, I was glad that they committed hard to no musical numbers, no, no vocals, no nothing, which some of the other Disney remakes have caved into, you know, they're like, ah, but we have to have that song. You can't do this movie without that song. You know, like yep. they're, you know, jungle book <laughs> was that one for me, but they're like, well, we have to do the, what's the bare necessities. Bare necessity, we have yeah. to do the bare necessities. So this movie didn't fall into that trap, but I think overall definitely left wanting in terms of what this thing could have been. So they did some things that surprised me. I thought the, the martial arts stuff really did surprise me and was a nice, flavor um but you know in other areas they fell short so i'm giving it a 6.8 out of 10 i I think that it could have been much better i'm a little disheartened that it wasn't better um but i think that overall i enjoyed watching the movie i thought it was different enough to where i where i got done watching it i was like okay they they told me something slightly different there um, but again, there were some executional things that were not done well. The chi, for example, um, the dialogue at times was really bad. Um, there were some, there were some just, they left a lot on the table and, and they botched some other things. So I think it could have been better, but I'm going to give it a 6.8 out of 10. Um, I would maybe watch it again. I'll probably watch it again with my wife. Um, but you know, beyond that, it's definitely not better than the original. <laughs> not, no. not really close. Not really close for sure. No, that is a uh, that is a nice score. That's a nice score, Cameron. Um, uh, I, I still I can't get past the chi thing. Um, I mean, it did not work when Marvel did it in Netflix's Iron Fist. It failed mm-hmm. miserably. Um, I really think again this if this was a little bit grittier, if this had you know the native Chinese tongue in it. It would have felt like it, all of their different concepts would have fully connected because they were uh, kind of hanging out there. And I, I just feel like they they missed the boat on it. Um, and now I'm going to read this very, uh, uh, not very well rehearsed uh, statement here. So here we go. At its core, <laughs> Mulan live action made it seem that its protagonist had to have superpowers to save the day and attempt to expound on extreme hyper realism that didn't need to be explored. I'll watch mm-hmm. the original any day over this. I wish that the director of The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise would have directed this because we would have had the movie that we deserved that would have matched up with um, uh, with the trailer that we saw. I'm giving this a 4.2 kernels out of 10. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
that's fair. I think I think it's a good score. I think this is one. Um, I wondered where you would land, and I wondered where I would land. I think it's a it's a movie that's polarizing. I think that you get what you get out of it. Um, I think for me, unfortunately, I go into every Disney remake now expecting a shot for shot remake that's worse than the original, <laughs> and I I was pleased that this was not that. So I'll, I'll I will give it that. Like this was not a shot for shot remake. So if you think that it is, it's not, um, which is which is nice. It definitely has a lot of the same elements. I would say like a lot of some of the new stuff that they add just doesn't really work uh, from new characters to the Chi. Like it felt like a lot of the stuff that they added didn't exactly enhance the narrative and maybe even brought it down a little bit. So Mm -hmm. um, that I think is where it falls short, but you guys should definitely check it out. It will be, if you have a Disney plus subscription membership, you will have this movie in December. So uh, if you don't feel like spending the 30 based on what we said or just based on your general feelings, uh, wait it out and, and watch it in December for relatively free. No incremental cost, I should say. So, Or just get Cam's password. It's 647L <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> That's actually probably pretty close. My passwords are wild times. <laughs> You'll never crack the code. Never. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. That is Mulan. That's one we've been looking forward to a long time. If you've seen Mulan, hit us up on social. We want to hear your thoughts. Like I said, I think this movie is, is probably going to feel pretty different to everybody. I think there are different things to take away. I think there are different feelings. I think depending on the mood that you're in, you could honestly have a very different opinion of this movie uh, at any given time. So I want to hear what people have to say because I'm very intrigued to hear all the different opinions that are out there. Um, all right, Kirk, and it, it is with reluctance that I say, whoa, 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 whoa. bring reluctance. on your mystery game. I'm just always scared. I'm always reluctance, scared of the games. Though. I'm always scared of the games, Kirk. Always. Cuts deep. That cuts deep. Just because so. I think that I will perform terribly and then I will hate myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this game. I have no clue. But let me just tell you, first of all, the title of our game, ladies and gentlemen, the title of this game is called You Paid What? That's how I you like paid. to describe it. <laughs> Wait, can you do that again? Yeah, hold on one second. <clears throat> you Paid What? That's the title. Did you record That's that? The title. No, I didn't, but I made a popping sound at the end. <laughs> Very nice. Because as we were all uh, sticker shocked, uh, I, I think I scared my dog, by the way. So she's barking. <laughs> she's like, oh, what? She just like lost it. Just a She's like, it's, it's midnight. What, what's happening? Who's screaming? Someone's down there killing him. <laughs> That's why. Um, <laughs> I got to get to him, but all the doors are locked. Um, so... <laughs> That's how she she talks, didn't you know? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This came about because I was thinking, like, you know, the sticker, the sticker shock of it's gonna be thirty dollars, you know, to like pay for this, you know. Then I got to thinking, like, well, like, how much am I gonna spend if I go see this in the theater, you know? Uh, uh, All all sorts of things came to mind. So then I thought, like, what what else could I just uh, randomly ask Cameron? How much would you pay for something, and then tell tell you the real price of it? So. In a way, it's like Price is Right, but because of uh, copyright laws, I won't call it that. So, here we Our go. Our listeners are going to find out um, how my value of money is is so askew for some reason. I can justify any purchase. 
I can oh. be like, what? $10 in, in Mario Kart Tour for this car and 45 gems? That seems like fair market value. <laughs> oh, your your life is about to change. So yes, for, let's do so it. If you're, if you're watching on video, because this is on YouTube, just a reminder, you'll be able to see the images through my iPad that I hold up. If you're not, right. I will try to describe them after I show them to Cameron. So Cam, here is the first one. This is called Posh Instant Noodles. Are you Gosh, ready? Instant noodles. Yes, I'm tell ready. Tell me. Tell me what you would pay for this or what you would expect it to be paid for. Okay, so it's a cup of noodles, presumably microwavable. Yes. Pot. Oh, you said pot noodles. Pot noodles. Is that Yoda like... on there? <laughs> no, I think those are the noodles. Oh, those are the noodles. Um, $1.99. $1.99? Yeah. <clears throat> This tiny, 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 little noodle container is $43. What? $43. It is more than the cost of Mulan to rent on Premier Access at Disney+. Plus. Is it made with illegal drugs in I think, it? I think so. It must have gold uh, in, inside the soup of the noodle. No, for $43 a cup, you can have one of... 100 exclusive pot noodle cups. Each posh noodle comes in hand-flocked gold leaf pot. So there is gold. And because you like to be civilized <laughs> while you eat your instant noodles, also comes with a fork and table linen. So, yeah. What? That That is posh posh instant noodles. Posh? Posh. posh. Why does it say pot on the thing? Does I don't know. There, there's some confusion there. I would like to cite my source material now at coolmaterial.com just in case any of this is incorrect and we can live with that in the future. Are you ready okay. for your second item? Of, I am so ready. Of you paid what? Yes. This is a concrete Aalto Aalto doorstop. Okay. Sounds fancy or is it? This is a doorstop essentially. It's a doorstop. Oh. It does look fancy. It looks ergonomically designed. Yes. So which part of that do you put under the door? I think it just, the whole thing just sits upright against the door. Because, let me remind you of the material, it is concrete. It is concrete. Well, this is like a one-man's trash thing. So, like, for me, I, I have no use for a doorstop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But well, it's made of concrete, which is pretty cheap material, I feel like. Right. You know, you have to shape it. So maybe there's like an artist price to yeah, this. Yeah, I would item. say like $11. $11. Cam, the price is $3,500. But why? But why, Kirk? <laughs> can it hold extraordinarily heavy doors? Oh, all of the doors. It can hold all of the doors. You see, while the rest of us, Cameron, are using cinder blocks we found outside for doorstops, somewhere in some mansion... There's a chunk of cement like this holding a door open. You may but probably don't notice that this doorstop is shaped like an Alvar e Alto Savoy vase. That's because it was originally cast in one of the original vases and then shattered to let out the mold. That is why this what? <laughs> That is why this ridiculous doorstop is $3500. That's insane. <laughs> It's I wish I had enough money to where I was like, yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Like, yeah, was that $3,500? Mm, yeah, seems about right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why anyone would spend money on that, but this is, a, this is a real item. This next one, 
is going to be um, well, well worth it. So uh, strap in. Uh, literally, this is a carbon fiber toilet seat. Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber toilet seat. I kind of want to uh, just buy this right after we mm-hmm. end our show here. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's black. It looks a little cushy. Is it cushy? Can you confirm that for me? Carbon fiber. There's the texture and your face in the reflection because it's black. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that does look kind of nice. What if your face was also printed on the back of the toilet seat? I think that would be pretty spectacular. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about toilet seats. I've come in my older age to appreciate the toilet seat more because as a parent, the bathroom is your refuge from chaos. <laughs> At times, and don't let my wife hear this, but sometimes you just have to go to the, you know, you just have to go to the bathroom, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and you take your iPad with you and, or your phone and you play some games, you watch some TikToks, you know, you do your thing. And so for me, prolonging the time based on comfort alone would be worthwhile. And that looks like a pretty swanky toilet seat we actually just bought a toilet seat for downstairs it was like 25 dollars. oh wow i gotta say if that thing looks as shangri-la as top, it as it does top of the line cam top of i the would line. pay 55 dollars for it that's a lot of money for a toilet seat i know but, but not as much as this toilet seat costs cam this is two hundred and forty nine dollars wow that thing must be swanky oh to rest your bum on something so fantastic it is carbon fiber it not to mention it beats the 24 karat gold toilet seat because that exists in terms of practicality because this one it's actually comfortable you know you got a gold it looks extraordinarily comfortable right right it really does you see gold is just gonna get like oily from your yeah. body and gross it's I'm gonna gonna, <laughs> and it's gonna get i don't know like tarnished uh it's gonna be extremely cold every single time it looks uh, like that that carbon fiber one you could you could sit on that guy and watch the entire movie pearl harbor <laughs> without feeling uncomfortable unlike this chair that i'm sitting in right now which is currently <laughs> destroying my lower back. You could watch, you know, the Irishman like four times over and just really, really catch all of the nuances of that film. Yeah, right. And, you know, since we're on the topic of, of toilets, I've got one last item for you. Okay, in, in what? So this is a Renova colored toilet paper. Renova colored toilet, toilet paper. paper. Here we Renova. go. Renova. What does Renova mean? I have no. Oh, Renova is the brand. Renova I, is the brand. Yeah, it must be like notable. <laughs> I've so never heard of it. Before. Colorful toilet paper is basically what we've got here. Yes, yeah, so you're looking at black. It looks green. like wrapping paper, and that yeah. scares me. That Wrap- feels like that would be bad. <laughs> or like really like cheap uh, birthday banner um, stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Like. Uh, yeah. Like. Sh- like ribbon. Streamer. Yeah. Streamers. Yeah. Streamers. Yeah. So here's the thing. I would say like, if it's my money, I would pay less than I pay for normal toilet paper. So what is that like? Fifty cents a roll or something like that. <laughs> let me. Let um, me. Let me describe. Uh, let me see if I can get a unit count on this. Uh, oh, this is going to be a three pack set. 
a three-pack set. What does that mean? Three rolls? Three rolls. Okay. If I was guessing, based on all of the preposterous prices that you've <laughs> thrown out already, if I was guessing how much this costs, I'm guessing no less than $100. Ooh. That's a good guess. But it's high. It's got to be high. If that's not high, I quit humanity. <laughs> I just quit. I, I can't. I can't live in a world where someone would pay more money than that for this. No, uh, y- your your logic is sound. Actually, if you went on the hundred dollar pricing, you'd be you'd actually have more like fifteen rolls of paper of toilet okay. paper. Thank this God. This is twenty twenty dollars for a pack of three. Twenty dollars for a pack of three. Yeah. But so, why, Kirk? But, but why? why? But what? You paid what? You yeah. What? Why? So, that's what, you know, when you think about the cost of Mulan, live action, premiere access, it's not as crazy as we all yeah, thought. Because, that's true. You know, you could be sitting... Though I wish a- I would have bought the $249 toilet seat before Mulan. <laughs> I could have washed it from my toilet. Which, <laughs> right. would, have been, which would have been great. <laughs> like, where is Cameron? Yeah, Jack nobody says. will find me. I'm just gone. Daddy? Daddy? Yeah. My son is banging on the door. That's usually what's what's happening. Screaming. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'm just sitting on my carbon fiber uh, toilet seat. <laughs> I need right. to get a lot of miles on it because I paid $249. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit here instead of in normal chairs because it was so expensive. Uh, well, that only- was a fun game, Kirk. I've lost a little bit of hope in humanity <laughs> and certainly hope in the free market system that anybody would ever pay that much money for any of that stuff. That's insane. Yes. It's insane. Well, thanks for the game. You paid what? What? I like the way you said that. Go high pitched. Um, All right, let's wrap the show. 52 week movie challenge is still a thing. Deer hunter. Hey, when you guys picked deer hunter for the movie that I'm going to review this week, nobody told me it was three hours long. You jerks. That hurts. (laughs) <laughs> I ain't got ain't nobody got time for that. So I'm I'm chunking my way through that movie and through the blog at the same time. So that'll be coming sometime uh, this weekend probably. Probably this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. You guys know how this goes. But the Chicken Run blog is still out there. If you guys haven't gotten a chance to read that, that's that's a pretty fun one. And uh Deer Hunter will be following shortly after. Additionally, I teased the video that I made earlier little kernel corner segment about Kang the Conqueror um, and Jonathan Majors and go more into detail about what that really could mean for the MCU. So if you're interested in speculation, fan theories, stuff like that, all things MCU, definitely check out that video. You can find it on our website. You can find it on our YouTube page. Um, As Kirk mentioned and I mentioned, we're also videoing this episode that we're doing right now. And so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or through our podcast channels, um, go check us out on YouTube and throw us a subscribe. We post video content fairly regularly. We're trying to ramp that up a little bit more and trying to do more episode content so you guys can watch us and get a little bit more information like the Kang video, the Black Widow video, and a few other things that we've done. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out on popcorn, the number four breakfast.com. And other than that, that's all we got for this week. I want to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs. And of course, our original music is by the group Rhetoric. That's Rhetoric. And you can find them on Amazon Music, Apple Music, or Spotify. We will see you guys next time. Talk to you then.